Free Talk Live. Welcome to the program. Phones are open here, as always. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. All right. So coming up here, well, I think we're just going to start the show with uh, convoy stuff. Nikki, you had some convoy related things to talk about, as do I, because today is the big day, supposedly, for what has been called the People's Convoy. And somebody brought this, a couple uh, listeners brought this to my attention over the weekend. And I think last week, uh, the website is The People's Convoy. I think dot org. I'll double check that here. Yeah, it was dot org. Dot org. Um, yeah, the people's convoy dot org. And on this site, they've got links to Telegram, Facebook, Instagram, Gab, Getter, an email link. There's a statement about, you know, being a large, diverse group of people from across the United States, people that want the emergency, national emergency status to be lifted. Uh, and then, you know, they, they go on to talk about the constitution, et cetera, et cetera. I didn't even realize there was some thing called the emergency status going on, like a national emergency status in the United States. I, I didn't even know. There's been emergency statuses in the United States for decades. I mean, I don't know if they ever actually repeal these things, but every time there's some excuse, they'll always declare a state of emergency yeah. because it allows them to claim that they don't need to pay attention to the Constitution anymore due to the state of emergency. I just didn't realize it was still going on. It probably is. But, I mean, who keeps close track of when they actually end these things? Because they're constantly calling for them. They're constantly putting them in place. Yeah. Some people say that the U.S., uh, you know, like conspiracy theorists believe that they put in a state of emergency in like 1934 and never repealed it. Hmm. Wow, and they they claim that mm. well that was the justification for yeah. all kinds of different. Well, I mean, things. they do whatever they want, anyways. That's the thing, so right. So it doesn't really matter whether yeah. there's this quote unquote state of emergency or not. So this uh, this website, I've been saying it is a red flag for me because of the trucker registration thing, which I don't think if you're going to be a, a driver during this thing, I don't think you should sign up with their registry. To no. put your name on a list, I think that's probably a really, not a great idea. I think yeah, it's a really bad plan. And but that said, it does appear to be real. We looked at some video last night uh, that somebody posted to their Facebook page of the staging area out in California. So they started in. Let me pull up the actual location: Atalanto Stadium, California. And they are driving today to Kingman, Arizona, where they'll be staying the night. And then this is going to go on for like nine more days. Do we know how many people are a part of this yet? I have not determined that yet. I've seen a claim somewhere of as many as a thousand vehicles. According to dailymail.co.uk, they're claiming a thousand vehicles. Now, I don't know how many of those are full-on big rig trucks. Yeah, or uh, supporters and regular cars. But the claim is that a thousand vehicles have started out with the 11-day cross-country drive to D.C. And so hmm. if that's true, that's pretty. That's a pretty big deal. I'm not sure if population is a good indicator of how big the whole city is, but Ottawa was over a million people. Mm-hmm. And I just looked it up and D.C. is only 600,000. Oh, is that it? So maybe they need less trucks. Well, I mean, D.C. isn't a small city. I mean, it is certainly a big place. And you have to remember, there's a lot of people that travel into D.C. during the daytime. Yeah, to for work, go to work. Yeah. 
So there's a lot of people that live in the surrounding area of Virginia, for instance, and whatever the hell it is that's in Maryland uh, to, to the north of, of yeah. D.C. So there's a bunch of that. Like here in Keene, for instance, Keene, New Hampshire, where we do the show, the population officially mm. is like between 18 and 23,000, depending on how many college students there are here at any given time. But during the daytime, I've heard estimates that Keene goes up to 50,000 people. So our population roughly doubles during the day because there's people coming in from all over to go shopping and to go to work here. Same thing's true in D.C., except it probably goes up of, you know, from 600,000 to a million plus people would be my guess during the day. I'm sure you could you could look that up. Uh, but what I wanted to, to share first up here tonight is audio from one of the purported organizers of this protest who strangely is photographed in this video standing in front of what appears to be some sort of D.C. landmark. Oh, yeah, it's that place hmm. where um, Abraham Lincoln is inside. I don't know what it's called. Yeah, I don't either, but... He's, uh, like, seated inside behind a bunch of columns. Right, whatever yeah. that is in D.C. And so he's already there? That's kind of weird. Why is the organizer of the spokesman or whatever <laughs> yeah. for this... Yeah, what? not with the convoy. Right. Well, uh, let's play what he has to say here as he stands in front of a nighttime scene uh, with the lights up on the building behind him talking about what's going to be happening here as, again, this thing started, kicked off today. This message is for the president of the United States of America. My name is Kyle Sefcik of the Freedom Convoy USA 2022, and our routes meet here in D.C. on March 1st in time for your State of the Union address. We are very okay, organized March 1st? in our routes. See, now this is what I had heard originally was that it was going to be March 1st. They wanted to co- coincide with the State of the Union, but the People's Convoy website shows them in Indianapolis. Yeah, so. Of March 1st. Oh, yeah, so they are not going to make it. And I was thinking that, that even right now. Wait, when did they leave LA? This morning. Uh, not LA, whatever. Adelanto Stadium was okay. this morning. This morning. Mm-hmm. So, even, I mean, that's not a lot of time for them to get over to DC for March 1st. You know, yeah. especially like once the bigger the convoy is, you know, the the longer stops are going to be. And it's just things take longer than that than it would if it was just like me and my car alone going on a road trip cross country. Well, you know what I mean? You and your car alone, you got to sleep. Yeah, and exactly. So that's why they're, they're doing overnight pauses in different cities along the way. So according to the People's Convoy website, this is going to take until Saturday, March 5th. This is an 11 day ride. So, again, there's all these mixed messages about when this is going to happen, when people are going to arrive, etc. But let me go on with his uh, his broadcast here. Our public. I even pulled a permit for the National Mall to be respectful. I just want to be as transparent as possible. Hmm? That's what it is. The National Mall. Oh, I don't know if that's where he's seated. The National Mall is that The Lincoln Memorial is the one Hmm. in front of, with Abraham Lincoln. Oh, the malls was in front of it, right? The big lake and the... That's where the lake thing is. Yeah, Yeah. the square or rectangular lake with the obelisk Mm. at the the back. All right, so going on. From the start, so there's no confusion. We are coming peacefully, and we're going to do this lawfully and constitutionally. Yeah, well, that's what they said in Canada. The the uh, Canadian protesters, and I don't disagree with them, were, from their perspective, completely lawful. They were doing what they believed was a completely uh, constitutional thing. I forget what they call it in Canada, but they're equivalent of the the Constitution there that doesn't prohibit. It protects the right of protest. And so that's pretty clear 
But they went ahead and established this Emergencies Act thing anyway, and then used that as the excuse to crack yeah. down and, and you know arrest what? people. It doesn't matter if you follow all the rules and you follow the law. It doesn't mean you're not going to get beat up by the police. No, because they will not follow the rules. Yeah. They will not follow the law. They will, as you pointed out earlier, do whatever it is that they want to do. And they'll use whatever they have to to justify it. Like, for instance, in Canada, the so-called Emergencies Act, supposedly, from what I've read, doesn't actually allow the Emergencies Act to be invoked unless there's, like, continuing violence, like, sustained Mm -hmm. violence is going on. And there wasn't even a little bit of violence, uh, except for the police. Like, the police were the ones that were being violent. The protesters were not being violent. So, prior to the police... crime went down in that area while the protest was going on. That's true. The number of reports of, of actual crimes happening in that red zone... Is, was down while the, the three weeks the protesters were there. So it didn't get violent until the police showed up with batons and clubs and bearcats and weapons, uh, you know, projectile weapons. But that's typical, right? Police are normally the ones that are acting as criminals against sure. peaceful people the majority of the time. And it's they, nothing new. And they know uh, how to escalate things, and that's what they do. So. Me- I just think this is a bad idea to happen in in the United States. It was like an organic thing that happened in Canada, and it was pretty good for several weeks, and it was a good uh, show of how how much things have changed in the last two years. That probably uh, wouldn't have happened at the beginning of COVID, Um, but then we saw how the Canadian government handled it, and the United States government is way worse. The U.S. government gang is definitely going to be prepared for this. They're already talking about uh, moving in National Guardsmen. There's more coming up. is free talk live you can join us here the number is 603-283-6160 so what we have determined in the last few minutes while we were on uh, the break there was that there are at least two distinct convoys that are being announced and or starting so one started today this morning in adelanto stadium california and they are going to go through March 5th and then arrive. So they're going to go in for 10 or 11 days and then arrive in D.C. on March 5th. There's a different one called Freedom Con- So the first one's called People's Convoy or The People's Convoy at thepeoplesconvoy.org. Then there's Freedom Convoy USA 2022. Now, the Canadian thing was referred to as the Freedom Convoy. And so this is the purported usa version the video the audio that we're playing of the guy standing in dc kyle sepchik i believe is his name he is apparently an independent candidate for congress in maryland so i guess that explains why he's already there because he's not in california yeah maybe he's gonna fly to california and then drive i don't know that's good that's a good question um but it sounds to me like he's just you know somebody who's heading this thing up uh, they say the video that we're playing was taken down from his personal Twitter account, so they put up Freedom Convoy USA 2022 on Twitter. And what clued me into this was the very beginning of this video with him, he says he's from the Freedom Convoy 2022, or Freedom Convoy USA 2022. He doesn't say he's from the People's Convoy. So this convoy, the Freedom Convoy, is ostensibly starting in California on the 25th. So they're starting uh, in Los Angeles, and that was what you had thought, Nikki, about this, was there was one starting in L.A. And so they're supposedly starting on the 25th, which is 
that doesn't give you a long time to get to D.C. I mean, the the People's Convoy is taking their time getting. They're giving themselves eleven days to get across the country, which should be plenty of time. Yeah. Uh, these guys remember February is a twenty eight day month, so mm-hmm. you start on the twenty fifth. You don't even have five days. If you start on the twenty fifth, you got one, uh, two, three, four. You've you've got four days to get to uh, to get to Washington D.C. I mean, unless you've got a like a a team in your truck. And you can go 24 hours a day driving. I, I think you're going to have a tough time getting across the country in a big rig every, you know, in four yeah. days. And I, I just don't think the average person who's going to tag along with them is going to want to do that. No way in hell. I mean, that's crazy. It took us, Bonnie, what, uh, 56 hours? Like nonstop. Basically, basically we took basically a few nonstop. hours of a nap here and there to get from, from Texas. Yep. From so San it took Antonio us two to solid Keen. days of driving. I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how this uh, this all plays out. So basically, you've got the Freedom Convoy USA 2022 saying they're going to arrive for the State of the Union address on March 1st. And then you've got this other convoy that started today that says they're going to be there on March 5th. So here's the, the Freedom Convoy representative continuing his statement out in front of the Lincoln Memorial, uh, which is, well, a lot of people are saying this guy looks like a Fed. And, you know, you can reserve your opinions based on what he says coming up here. But let's go on. I want the rest of the world to know our plans so that there's no twisting and lying about who and what we are. I'm coming to you as a father, a small business owner who's unaffiliated to any parties. We just want government overreach to end. On behalf of Freedom Convoy USA 2022, we are asking you to end the state of emergency end the mandates once and for all. Sir. The world is watching us because they know that if what's happening in Canada happens to us here in the land of the free, then freedom as we know it is gone. So we are leaving the choice. Bro, it's been gone. He called the president, (laughs) sir. Sir. Yeah, Fed. Well, he's asking. (laughs) He's asking. He's begging the politicians to make them more free. And when has that ever worked? When when has that ever worked? (laughs) I know. It doesn't. They do what they want. And some people would say that this is just the excuse that they're going to need to bring down martial law, to bring Mm -hmm. in the National Guard, to crack down uh, and use this. Now, supposedly Trudeau in Canada has now rescinded the Emergencies Act the day after he was talking about how he plans to keep it in in effect as long as as is necessary. Uh, And then next day he says he's... He's not going to use it anymore. But of course... Now he has a new goon in charge at the Ottawa Police Department. Sure. So... Uh, there's always a new goon. You know, when one retires, another one steps in because they get paid very well. Uh, but just because they are rescinding the Emergencies Act doesn't mean they're not about to flip it on for another reason. You know, two weeks later, if another protest pops up, so we go on here. Wish to you, the decision is in your hands. This whole convoy, this whole assembly on the National Mall, it doesn't even have to happen if you just end things now and we can get on with our lives. To you other convoys that plan on meeting us here, we look forward to seeing you and joining with you. We're going to do this right. We're going to do this honorably. Mr. President, we have no other motives in this mission. You see, the government, our elected officials of both parties have failed us tremendously these last two years. And now it's time for us. Oh, it's been much longer than two years. But at least people are starting to see you know, presuming this guy represents some number of uh, of folks out there, at least people are starting to see that the political parties are not going to make America more free and that they are both hand in hand uh, making things worse 
and they're cracking down on people's freedoms. And the Republicans may have played it a little bit looser than the Democrats in the last two years as far as the red states versus the blue states and the COVID uh, restrictions. But they all locked down. I mean, they all put on restrictions with the exception of maybe like South Dakota or something like that. It's sad that it had to come to this for people to realize that no politicians do not have your best interest in mind and i mean these things have been happening for years and years and years this is nothing new but it took absolute tyranny for people to finally wake up to what's going on that's usually what it takes unfortunately let's go on here us we the people to fix this to end this we're ready to get back to our lives the ones promised and guaranteed in the united states constitution Bill of Rights, and the contract that you signed and swore an oath to under the one true God. This is simple. End this. I don't. I just don't like the way he talks, and I, he, he's just like giving me red flags of untrustworthiness. The other thing is, where was he the last two years? Like the way he's talking, he's like, this needs to end. Uh, our uh, freedom was guaranteed to us by the one true god in the constitution but where was he two years ago i've never heard this guy's name before he just pops up out of nowhere well i mean there's a lot of people out there bonnie and the, the odds that we would have heard of him are very very slim well he, he's running for something he uh i think apparently... if, i think we would have heard of him in 2020 if he was speaking out he'd be like one of the only uh, ones i don't know that's a good that's a good question he says he's a business owner so what is his you know what's his business and what did he do in 2020 maybe he was maybe he was cowering in 2020 maybe he did what he was told and then he finally got fed up i don't know i maybe he's not a fed but it's just this whole thing seems really weird i hope it really works i hope it works out for the people that that join this thing uh he's got six thousand followers on his twitter account at kyle sefcik s-e-f-c-i-k 4md the word for he describes himself as dad, MMA fighter, small business owner, community activist, and 2022 unaffiliated candidate for Maryland governor. So he's running for governor. And if you want to weigh in on this, your thoughts on the different convoys. One of them is the People's Convoy. That started today and is already on the road heading to Arizona. This one, the one we just played the video from, is Freedom Convoy USA 2022. And that one is supposedly starting on Friday. And we'll be arriving in D.C. on the 1st. There's more coming up. You can share your thoughts with us here. This is Free Talk Live. Do you feel like your country no longer holds your values? Have you dreamt of a place where liberty-minded people can come together and leave government overreach behind? There are many people just like you that are discovering FreePrivateCities.com. They start at FreePrivateCities.com and connect via the social media links shown there. All skills will be needed when the first of the Free Private Cities open. It's sooner than you think. Stop arguing and build FreePrivateCities.com. FreePrivateCities.com. This is Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Joining you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. And also want to make sure you know about Bitcoin.com. Get over to Bitcoin.com. Click Get Started at the top of the page. And you can learn the basics about Bitcoin and Bitcoin Cash, cryptocurrency in general, uh, it is a, an important concept, and there are you know, there's a little bit of a learning curve involved. So go ahead and get started over at Bitcoin.com. If you're not brand new to crypto, then you can go to their news section over at news.bitcoin.com for the latest headlines 
on the world of cryptocurrency. And it is a very interesting and busy world that is only growing over time. It's once again news.bitcoin.com. We're looking at the different movements, the different uh, convoys, one of which kicked off today in California at Adelanto Stadium, apparently. Another one is expected to start in two days from now in Los Angeles and then rush across the country. One of our chatters estimates at 2,700 miles. Jesus the Cynic says in our Twitch chat, average 55 miles an hour, he says would only take 49 hours. He says four days is plenty of days to do that. But that's if you went nonstop. Without, that's if you literally didn't stop for gas yeah. or Yeah, peeing. you would still need to like sleep over, you know, like, yeah, like yeah. go to a hotel room at night and sleep. Well, most of these guys have trucks, you know, they can sleep in. Yeah. But the people that are uh, following them, the people in their yeah. cars certainly are going to need somewhere to sleep, most likely. I mean, some of them will, will be fine just kicking the uh, the seat back and catching, yeah. catching some Zs. I wondered but. if Adelanto is any closer than Los Angeles, and mm-hmm. it's barely any closer, probably like 30 minutes out of Los Angeles. Right. Well, Adelanto is the one that left today, so they're two days ahead of the other mm-hmm. convoy. So I was just looking into Kyle Sefchik. He's the, the spokesperson, at least so far, for the Freedom Convoy. Again, there's People's Convoy, and then there's Freedom Convoy. Uh, Freedom Convoy is the one starting in two days. Kyle Sefchik started his Twitter account, it appears, in August of last year for the purpose of promoting his political campaign. So he is running for governor of Maryland as a unaffiliated candidate, meaning he's not a Republican cool. or a Democrat. Um, and he does have a campaign website. He appears to own a business uh, that is an MMA and sport gym in a city called Damascus. I presume that's in Maryland. And so he, you know, he appears to be a real person, right? Like he's got this business that that he runs. Um, some people are saying he's a federal agent based on the video that uh, that has been released. Just the way he looks, that's pretty funny. Yeah, and whether that's fair or not, I don't know. But and and certainly somebody has to be a face, right? Like there has to be somebody who's willing to speak for these drivers because not all of them are going to want to speak. But is this just an opportunist, somebody who is, you know, trying to promote his political campaign? Is he actually, uh, you know, on the federal payroll? And is he trying to get truckers to essentially sacrifice themselves to the altar of the state? Give the uh, the state an excuse to crack down on these drivers and, and freedom? Is he the same guy that wanted the sign-up list for all the truckers? No. That's or a different that, website. That was a different website. Okay. Uh, yeah, I wasn't sure. I, I think they could both be. They fence. very well could be. Two, two different uh, federal operations here. I, it's hard to say. Every time I hear the free uh, the People's Convoy, I always think, for some reason, the People's Republic of China. It's like, I know these people probably aren't communists, but that's no. like just the first thing that comes to my mind every time I hear it. Yeah, so here's the story uh, about the People's Convoy. So we just played for you this Kyle guy and his intro, uh, but here's what uh, the Daily Mail has to say. that Scores of truckers have begun their 11-day trek from California to the Beltway, a major highway encircling Washington, D.C., on an effort to protest COVID-19 vaccine and mandates after the cavalcade raised more than $464,000 in donations. The People's Convoy, comprised of more than two dozen 18-wheeler trucks, along with about 50 pickups and recreational vehicles. Well, where are they getting the 1,000 number? The, the headline of this says 1,000 vehicles joined the People's Convoy. And then in the first paragraph, they claim there's maybe a few dozen. <laughs> so uh, maybe a thousand is what their goal maybe is. Maybe a thousand have joined that sign up. Oh, it could be. That's a good. That's a good point. Maybe it's clickbait. 
It could very well be. It is the Daily Mail, which yeah. is kind of a uh, uh, trashy publication. But they've called on the federal government to end the national emergency enacted at the start of the pandemic. And Joe Biden, of course, has extended that emergency, which was apparently... So you'd asked about this, Bonnie, about you know when did the emergency or did it get uh, repealed? According to this article, Biden extended it as of last Friday. So it was set to expire next week. Hmm. He has now extended it, saying that the COVID-19 pandemic continues to cause significant risk to the public health and safety of the nation. Inspired by the Canadian Freedom Convoy, which, as we know, included weeks of demonstrations and blockades that shut down border crossings into the United States, the People's Convoy argues that government has forgotten its place and seeks to advocate for all Americans impacted by unconstitutional restrictions. Approximately 25 separate convoys are expected to join the group in D.C., and the idea there is there's people coming from elsewhere, right? Like, not everybody wants to travel to California to start driving. Yeah. So somebody's going to start one from, you know, uh, the Pacific Northwest. Somebody's going to start one probably from Chicago and, uh, and New England and, and so on, Florida, etc. So they're, they're coming from all over the place. Uh, our trucker Ron Coleman from Reno, Nevada said, quote, This is for our freedoms, our human rights. Enough is enough. He said as he prepared to make the 2,500-mile journey. What does the emergency, the state of emergency in the U.S. do practically? Just gives them the excuse to say, I, oh, well, we can do whatever we want now. I know that, but what are they doing with it? Is there anything that they're doing with it right now? Great question. I have no idea. Is that possibly why they are allowed to say that the truckers can't cross the border without being vaccinated? Hmm. Another excellent question. If you know the answer to that, the number here is 603-283-6160. It's just, it's hard to believe that they wouldn't have done that without the state of emergency. I think they would have done it anyway. Yeah. I thought the point of the state of emergency was kind of for them to just put through orders without going through the proper channels. Because isn't that that kind of like what happened? Yeah, which is true. But isn't that kind of what Sununu was doing here in New Hampshire when it was a COVID state of emergency? That's true. Yeah, at the least in the case of state governments, when they have their state of emergency, it puts more power in the hands of the executive office and it takes power away from the Congress people or the whatever state legislature. And that's that shouldn't happen. Those statutes should be repealed. Now, in New Hampshire, they're trying to weaken those those statutes to put more oversight on the governor when he does things like this. And they've had some success at, at doing that here, but they haven't repealed. They need, somebody needs to just repeal the state of emergency. Like, if it's that big of a deal, get the whole uh, state legislature together, call a special emergency session, and have them make the decision. Not this one man. That would put an extra check on this this situation. Maybe um, the national state of emergency is basically just something for them to point at anytime they want to, to pass something. Oh, well, and we're in a state of emergency right now. Shane Class, who traveled from Idaho to join the rallies, another driver, he says, quote, I think everybody's here for different reasons, but it all boils down to the same thing, freedom and liberty. It's time for our government to start understanding that people want that freedom in the Constitution back. Well... <laughs> I mean, I really appreciate where he's coming from. Yeah. But I just don't think that it's ever going to happen. And do we have that freedom in the Constitution before 2020? No. No. Well, and that's the thing, right? People always love to talk about the Constitution. Yes. And it's Because like, it sounds good. Yeah, but... Rights? I like rights. People like rights. Freedoms. At the end of the day, it's just another piece of paper written by 
guys that died hundreds of years ago right. telling me what I should or should not be able to do. Well, technically, the Constitution actually tells the government what they should and should not yeah. be able to do. It actually doesn't really set rules for people, per se. Yeah, it just says true. to the, the people calling themselves the state, thou shalt not violate these things, which they've proceeded to violate. Over and over. Uh, yeah. Way before 2020 also. You can go through the Bill of Rights and you can see that they violated them wholesale, like across the board, with the exception of maybe quartering soldiers. You know, that's uh, the third Didn't they do that amendment. In- I don't know. I thought there was something they that people claimed they did that They did that after uh, Hurricane Katrina. Yeah, they did. <laughs> so they have violated that one, too. Yeah. Uh, but there's more coming up here. You can share your thoughts. The number 603-283-6160. We also should talk a little bit about Ukraine uh, on the way here tonight. But more about the People's Convoy. Apparently, there are dozens of drivers already on their way. And presumably, they're going to be joined, right? So as these other ones come in from other parts of the country, they're all going to join the same convoy and head to D.C. It's Free Talk Live. Live phones are open. You can join the show here. The number six zero three two eight three sixty one sixty. That's six zero three two eight three six one six zero. As always, you can bring up anything that you want to discuss. Uh, of course, the Freedom Convoy, not the Canadian one, which has sadly come to an end after a violent crackdown by the Canadian police with I don't know how many hundreds if not thousands of officers swarmed into Ontario or Ottawa over the weekend and crushed uh, the protest movement there, sadly. Uh, We followed that in great detail. Don't want to keep rehashing what happened there, but now some people are trying the same thing here in the United States, and I'm of two mindsets about this. On one hand, I feel like, great, go out there, be heard, be seen, make whatever kind of impact you can, although I'm skeptical that protests ever really do much of anything. I mean, the old saying from Alexander Haig, who was, I believe, a Reagan administration official, he said, let them protest so long as they pay their taxes. Because that's the most important part to the state. They don't care. Go ahead. You can stand out in the cold if you want to and wave signs. They don't care if you're spending your time on that. They want obedience And to them, paying them is the most important thing. Paying and obeying is the most important things uh, to the state. And that's why it's great that cryptocurrency adoption was a huge facet of the Canadian protest. Well, you're right about that, Bonnie. That is a real perk that came unexpectedly out of the Canadian protests when they locked down people's bank accounts and when they uh, locked locked out the uh, GoFundMes and things like that, prohibiting people from basically transferring the money that they had honestly raised, uh, resulted in a lot of people getting really interested in Bitcoin, cryptocurrency. Specifically Monero. I kept hearing about Monero. And, and that's a smart thing, too, because then that's the privacy coin and then the government can't even track it, which is amazing. We're going to go back to your calls and thoughts. Maybe this is all going to happen again here in the United States. Maybe it's going to be another situation where maybe it's, it's going to repeat. Maybe there's going to be bank account freezes here. Maybe people are going to already be adopting cryptocurrency, having seen what happened in uh, in Canada. Maybe crypto will be like a primary aspect of this. I did look at the Freedom or the People's Convoy does have crypto links for donations. And I did look uh, like two nights ago and it had already hit a third of a Bitcoin. So they're not wow. even pushing it, right? Like, it's just kind of there. And that's not bad. 
right? For and there was not a, bad at all. There was at least like a hundred different donations, so it didn't all come from one guy or two people or something like that. Let's go to your calls and thoughts, though. We got Jared. He's on the line in Oklahoma. You're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead, Jared. Uh, yes. Uh, uh, apparently, the People's Convoy is going to be in Elk City, Oklahoma, staying the night here on Saturday. Is that near you? And yes. Okay. And I'm going to go out there and see what's what. Nice. Uh, Excellent. You should call back and let us know what's what. I will. Thank you. And I I just cannot believe that this is not a Fed post. Mm. I agree. This is, this is glowy. <laughs> what do you think the goal is? Let's say it is a federal operation. Obviously, the people who are participating are not feds, right? Like, feds don't Maybe have not all of them. hundreds of trucks uh, they can they can rally for this. So I think some of this is legitimate support. But what are they trying to do? Are they trying to get the most active, freedom-loving truckers, um, you know, suspend their licenses, put them in jail? What's, what's the goal of this thing? And have an excuse for martial law to be implemented? Yes. <laughs> and all the above. All of them? Okay. It kind of reminds yeah. me of like January sixth, mm-hmm. right? Yes, which some people said was a federal operation. Yep. It seemed like it, mm-hmm. and I I've had friends that were there during that, and they were not violent. They were let into the Capitol. The and the only portion that was forced against uh, by the state was on the south side via the tunnel, via the escape tunnel from the Capitol. So they weren't letting people go in that way? No. But they were letting people go in everywhere else? Yes. Hmm. So you think this thing was cooked up by the federal government? You think that the spokespeople are are fed plants? This guy in Maryland, Uh, for instance? It's a high probability. Mm Mm-hmm. I agree. I think that it's just um, they're trying to invoke enough people to go do this. It doesn't even have to be a lot of people. And uh, they're going to use that as an excuse to crack down on those people, but also invoke some type of emergency. There's some kind of emergency and uh, people are rising up against the government Mm -hmm. again, just like January 6th. They're going to keep bringing up January 6th and they're going to make new laws about it. Mm. Absolutely. Seems like a reasonable presumption. Go ahead. I also have another question yeah. about libertarianism. Okay. Um, I'm part of the LP here in Oklahoma, mm. and I, I, I'm a firm believer in the non-aggression policy. But right. when does the point come when you must take action? What kind of action? Uh, well, I don't want to uh, insinuate violence or anything like that. But I, I'm i saying that the government keeps encroaching and encroaching and encroaching, and also the radical left does the exact same thing. I think that the answer to the question is that peace is the way, and that if you go to violence, then you are acting like them. You are using the tool that they use. You are doing what they are hoping that you're going to do. You know, look, for instance, at examples of where people have gotten violent with the state. Every single time it results in mainstream media saying that, oh, my God, look at these dangerous terrorists. 
Uh, every single time the government gang uses it as an excuse to make the government more powerful, to wipe away more freedoms, uh, increase the size and the scope of police departments. So they always, they want you to be violent. The thing they don't know how to deal with is a peaceful movement. And they don't know how to deal with widespread non-cooperation. And to the point that, uh, to, to Kyle Sefchik's um, credit, now this is the guy who is the face of the Freedom Convoy USA that some people say is a federal agent. He says at one point that it's uh, mass non-compliance is the answer. He says non-compliance with government tyranny is the only way out of this. And it's true. Uh, that's a true statement. I, I agree. Um, but no, here's the no, thing. I, I, I agree to that. Here's the thing. I, Numbers the are what matter. Hold on, Jared. Numbers are what matter. So if you have a bunch of people, if you want to have a violent revolution, you still need numbers. Now, I'm not advocating for that. I think that's a bad plan, but you still need no. numbers, right? Exactly. You can't do it alone. Uh, and the same thing's true of peaceful means as well. If you have enough people who are willing to non-cooperate, like those truckers up in Canada saying they're not going to pay the tickets. They're going to, mm-hmm. they want, they want their day in court. They're going to clog the court system. If you've got enough people, mm-hmm. you can do things like that. You can stop the state from being able to act by clogging, you know, literally throwing yourself into the gears, uh, the machinery of the state. Now that's no fun. No one wants to, uh, to sacrifice themselves. And I'm not advocating for self-sacrifice. I'm advocating for numbers because if you have enough numbers, everything changes. And the reason why the police were able to do what they were able to do finally after three weeks in ottawa is because they brought down overwhelming numbers on those people that's what it took plus they had tools of, of violence uh as well that kind of tipped yes, us exactly. to scales in their favor but if you have enough people who are willing to say no i'm not going to obey no i'm not going to pay there's those are very very powerful positions and the state cannot do anything if you've got enough people saying i'm not paying taxes what are they going to do they don't have enough prisons to put you in when does it become a point of self-defense? Well, that's something that libertarians disagree on pretty vehemently. Uh, there may be three different opinions in this room on that particular question. I understand the argument that, oh, well, the government's always violating your rights, so therefore you have a right to self-defense. Okay, I see the argument, but the realistic view on that is that's not a very good plan. It's not going to work out likely in your favor. Yeah, if you're... Um, interested in self-preservation, like sending down. bombs to government buildings is probably just going to get you put in a jail cell. Well, exactly. Timothy McVeigh was a right POS, frankly. Mm. But, I, I, I mean, it, it, it winds up becoming to the point to where, oh, what do you do? That, it, it seems like the government has cornered us into uh, no way out. That's what they want you to feel, right? I mean, and I, I understand why people feel that way. But as of right now, and, and Jared, thanks for the call tonight. Good questions. Uh, as of right now, there is still a way out. Like, you're not trapped in Oklahoma. You can still go somewhere else. And a lot of libertarians who agree with the non, non-aggression principle, as you stated, are moving to New Hampshire because numbers matter. Because when we have numbers, we can not only successfully non-cooperate and commit civil disobedience, but we can also start winning elections. So there's so many different peaceful options that a lot of people won't consider because they feel trapped, like he's talking about. They feel like the, the walls are closing in, the state is closing in, and my God, I have to get violent, they'll, they'll think. And then, no, there are peaceful options. You just have to be willing to see them. More coming up.
Free Talk Live's video archives have been on Library for years. Library is an uncensorable, decentralized, blockchain-based media sharing protocol, and we're big fans of it here on Free Talk Live. In 2020, Library launched Odyssey, a video sharing website to compete with YouTube, and it's really taking off. Now with over 1 million channels, many of whom are disaffected YouTube creators. During YouTube's crackdown for not towing the government line on COVID, the Free Talk Live YouTube channel started receiving strikes and could be completely taken down at any moment. Thankfully, Odyssey started offering live streaming, so we're now streaming live every night and posting our video archives permanently to Odyssey. You can watch live or anytime on our Odyssey channel by visiting video.freetalklive.com. If you want to go all in, download the desktop app at lbry.com, and then every video archive you watch, you'll help seed and keep it online forever. At minimum, we ask you visit video.freetalklive.com and follow us on Odyssey today. Video.freetalklive.com. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. And in the studio with you tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. So, in the first hour of the show, we started talking about the different convoys that are expected to and have started here in the United States. One of them, the People's Convoy. Their website, thepeoplesconvoy.org, launched in California today at Adelanto Stadium. And I watched some uh, video footage yesterday of the people preparing the sort of the staging for this launch. There was a ton of like food product that they brought with them. So I imagine they're going to be setting up food tents just like they did in uh, in Ottawa, just giving away food to anybody that shows up. Apparently, they've raised nearly half a million dollars already through the peoplesconvoy.org uh, fundraiser. And again, this thing is just getting off the off the ground. They started this morning uh, and will be uh, camped out in Arizona overnight. It's going to be an 11-day journey for them. But then there's the Freedom Convoy, Freedom Convoy USA 2022 which is going to take four days to go across the country. So they're going to do try to do it in half the time. They're starting in two days from now, starting in Los Angeles. And, of course, there's other legs of this journey that are coming from other parts of the country, all supposedly to arrive within Washington, D.C. Some say as soon as the first, the Freedom Convoy says they're targeting the first, which is the uh, same day as the State of the Union address, Biden's first State of the Union address. And it's Justin Bieber's birthday. <laughs> Really? And then uh, others uh, saying they're going to show up as late as the 5th of of March. So it's going to be interesting to see how all this plays out. Some people are saying this seems like a federal plot uh, from top to bottom to try to, you know... Uh, give an excuse for more martial law kind of crackdowns to freeze people's bank accounts. Uh, so I want to continue to look at this. And, of course, we're willing to take your thoughts. Happy to take your thoughts if you want to join in here. 603-283-6160. Joe is in our YouTube chat. He says cryptocurrencies are the ultimate form of non-compliance Because we were just talking about how when you have large numbers of people... You can do a whole lot more. Like the last caller that we had said he was feeling cornered. He was feeling like the government gang just keeps on pushing and backing him into a corner and that people have this feeling. I, I get it. That's yeah. that's one of the reasons why I moved to New Hampshire in 2006 when I heard about the Free State Project. I heard about the Free State Project probably in 2002 and signed up for it in, I, maybe I heard in 2001. Anyway, I signed up for it in like 2002 
the Free State Project chose New Hampshire as its destination in 2003, and I started making plans to uh, to move and made made the move up here in 2006, and I'm so glad I did. I mean, like you said, there are power in numbers, and it's also just nice to live in a place where there's like-minded individuals and you don't feel so alone. That's a huge thing. It's huge, yeah. And I don't know if people really understand how big of a deal that is. Yeah. Like, people feel alone out there. A lot of libertarian types feel very, very alone, and they and that's because they are. Like, their family doesn't understand them. Their friends, a lot of them, don't get it. And they feel like, a lot of them feel like they have to kind of keep to themselves, that they can't really express their true beliefs about freedom because they'll be ostracized, especially if you live in a city. Like some of our city friends, like in Philly and other places, were explaining just how bad it was. Like, you know, it was one thing to kind of keep your opinions kind of quiet, but, you know, maybe let them out a little bit here and there. If you weren't even wearing a mask, you would be ostracized by your so-called friends in these cities. So it's now more important than ever to find that community, to go to a place. If you don't have it right now, and you probably don't if you're a freedom-minded person— then you need to get to New Hampshire because I'm sorry. The the whole thing about oh move to Texas, move to Florida. There's no conservatives com- are not a replacement. Like well, well, yeah. I lived in uh, Texas during 2020 and it was ridiculous. Everybody just was like, okay, yeah, we'll close our businesses, and it, it's just not like the Texas of maybe olden times it's just not well, because the same to them law and order means obedience yeah. doing what you're told and it's hard to keep your business open like referring to you know what you were referring to in the beginning of the pandemic like where a lot of businesses were closing it's hard to stay open when you don't have the support of the community and you just have that here in new hampshire right you have a community that will support you and your business and whatever endeavor you are doing yeah. and people if you have a business you have people that might actually want to spend crypto there in real money instead of uh, fiat currency right and another way that crypto is the ultimate form of non-compliance is that you're not paying taxes on every single thing you buy you're not well, giving the government money every time you buy a thing unfortunately most business owners are probably paying the the tax so like here in new hampshire even though there's not a sales tax there's like food tax so if you or like a prepared meals i should say you're not going to pay a tax at the grocery store but if it's a prepared food there is a well, tax you're not on paying that. a sales tax whenever you uh give somebody cryptocurrency well that's true in new hampshire um but in in other places that's just because new hampshire doesn't have a sales tax in other places businesses that accept crypto are still collecting tax and they're still remitting that tax to the taxing bureaucracy presumably unless they're not which is yeah, awesome, unless which they're would just be awesome. not reporting their crypto um, that would be a good idea <laughs> that would that would be good uh, but it, you know if it's if there's any sort of automated system behind their sales then it's going to be hard to fudge that basically so most businesses at least want you to believe that they're okay, paying but if, the tax. If you're just if like buying something from your friend, you don't have to pay sales tax. Yeah, keep well, it yeah, local. For sure. For sure. Uh, so you want to weigh in here, the number is 603-283-6160. But you move to a place where you actually have a libertarian network, where there's actually libertarians that own and, and operate businesses and people that want to get our business because we are an economic, you know, we've got some economic strength here. There are enough people where there are people buying houses, uh, moving up here constantly. We had a record number of movers here to New Hampshire in 2021. And I get a lot of people are moving to Florida. Florida, the quote-unquote free state. It's a load. And I'm telling you that as somebody who lived there for 26 years, and it's worse now than it was when I was living there. The government gang 
yeah, they may not be as bad in Florida as some other states. For instance, Florida is another state that doesn't have an income tax. Okay, so there's that. They certainly have a sales tax, and some places are even worse than others in Florida because the counties get to decide how much the sales tax is. So there's like the state-level floor, which last time I was there was like 6%, but last time I was there, there were some counties doing 8%. Uh, so there's definitely a sales tax in place there and there's a ton of gun reg- uh, regulations in Florida. You cannot just like here in New Hampshire, you've got concealed carry without a permit. Mm-hmm. That is not the case in Florida. There's, there's like this huge stack of paperwork that you have to get through just to apply, uh, for the concealed carry permit there. And it's just ridiculous. Um, uh, I'm sure I could go on about why Florida is a bad plan, but the police number state. one reason why it's also a police state, more on drug state. Big time. Uh, that that governor there hasn't has never seen a pro police law that he didn't like. He is a back the blue police status through and through. Yeah, he might have been good on masks. Okay, but and he's a police status. That's another thing um, about Texas that annoys me is now people are saying like, oh, there's not masks here anymore. Like some of my friends insinuated like, oh, there's not masks here anymore. You're gonna move back, and it's just like I'm not gonna move to a place that uh, at a flip of a dime my entire life was just over because there was a cold. It, it can happen again if it happened once. And it's also yeah. not just about the masks. Yeah. Like, there is so much more to this than COVID and the masks and the vaccines and stuff. Like, sure. there is so much more to this. So, having that community is something we have here of not just libertarians, but voluntarists and liberty-loving anarchists that does not exist in Florida. It certainly doesn't exist in Texas. And it never will. And the reason why is because Texas and Florida are humongous and they're highly populated. These are places with over 20 million people per state. I don't remember offhand what what number in the 20s. I think it might be like 26 for Florida and 29 or something. For It's a lot of people in these states. And they're also physically large. So even if there were, you know, even if 100,000 libertarians moved to Florida, it still would be nothing. Yeah, isn't there like a metropolitan area of like 5 million for Miami? Probably. That sounds right. Miami's a humongous city. I heard somebody say the other day they thought Miami could become a free city. It's like, what are you talking Mm -hmm. about? Have Have they been to Miami? (laughs) It's one of the biggest cities on the planet. Cities are not free places in general. And Miami just sucks. You have to have numbers. And the Free State Project targeted 20,000 people to move to New Hampshire. We need more. That would be nice if we could have more. We're still working towards that 20,000. We had 20,000 signed, but 20,000 haven't moved. So we need to get tens of thousands more freedom lovers here, but we already have a few thousand and they've already made a huge impact because we can all be together relatively easy here in New Hampshire. It's an hour's drive from here to the state capitol. There's more coming up. Free Talk Live. Free Talk Live. Phones are open. You can join us here. 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. With you in the studio tonight, it's Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. So you can bring up anything you want. Uh, Also want to say thank you to Brant Freeman, who is a Free Talk Live supporter, a Silver Level member of our AMPS program. But you can join. It's uh, it's basically just a Patreon, and it's a way for you to help support Free Talk Live, to advertise, market, and uh, support, as well as promote Free Talk Live. That's what AMPS stands for. You can learn more about it at amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. You get some cool perks. And once again, thanks to Brant for supporting us over there. 
for as little as five bucks a month. We go back to your phone calls and thoughts. More about the People's Convoy, which took off from California today with apparently somewhere between a few dozen to a thousand vehicles, depending on what paragraph of this article that uh, that you read, the Daily Mail reporting on it. But let's talk to Stephen. He's in Chattanooga listening to WGOW. Go ahead, Stephen. What is up? Uh, first of all, Ian, I am very, very glad to hear that you're out. Um, Thanks. I've been in and out of jail for, I don't know, 10 months at this point over oh, some activism. What happened? Um, uh, so I had a buddy put a bunch of yard signs up um, because he lived in Trump country. He lives okay. in Portadale, Georgia, um, and he was told to get rid of all of his different political signs, Gary Johnson, a um, bunch of, like, different state campaigns, a bunch of, like, random campaigns that had nothing to do with us. Before you go on, um, before you go on, are we talking about he's putting yard signs in his own yard or elsewhere? Yeah, he's putting, he's putting yard signs in his own yard okay. because to paint a picture, there's across the street from him, um, there's a giant... <laughs> Uh, sorry, this is a uh, radio program. Mm-hmm. I was caught off guard on that one. I hopefully I, I was got too to I it. Didn't, I was just like, okay, yeah, there was that sign. I, I like completely yeah. forgot. Yeah, I, I really hope that radio. we can hear the rest of the story some sometime. Maybe he can call us tomorrow night and uh, and tell us about it. Then, unfortunately, we are doing a broadcast radio show, so we can't let you say those things. Uh, on the radio. The number here is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Uh, it sounded like it would have been an interesting free speech story, but once again, we don't have true I free really speech. I really wanted to ask him, is Chattanooga, Tennessee not Trump country? Because <laughs> he said, my friend lived in Trump Trump country. Uh, so we were talking about the the People's Convoy, and the Daily Mail is writing about it. They kicked off today in I don't know if Southern California or something like that, Adelanto Stadium with, according to this story, uh, 18-wheeler trucks, about two dozen of them, which is a good start. You know, they're going to be going across the country, supposedly meeting up with other legs of this journey uh, and and in what's going to be an 11-day convoy. This, If it's two dozen to start, you know, we may see a few hundred trucks by by the end of this, which would be amazing if that's the case. However, the D.C. goons know these guys are coming. And Defense Secretary Lloyd Austin has now approved a request from the D.C. government goons and the Capitol Police to deploy 700 members of the National Guard to the capital city ahead of the convoy's arrival. Now, 700 doesn't seem like a whole lot. They, I think they brought in several thousand of them after January 6th. Yeah, I remember like them saying 2,000 or something like that. But this is just the beginning, right? Like, they want to see how this goes. They're saying, all right, well, we'll start with 700. And then we'll reassess here in a few more days and see how big this thing looks. And if we need to, they're probably going to bring in, you know, hundreds more, if not thousands. Pentagon Press Secretary John Kirby said guardsmen would not be armed and will not be empowered to arrest people, Hmm. but would be reporting wrongdoing to local police Approximately 50 large tactical vehicles would be stationed in the city 24 hours a day. Biden and D.C. Mayor Muriel Bowser and the Pentagon have been accused of overreacting to the convoy. After after it emerged, 500 D.C. cops have been put on standby for violence. They are supposedly also telling the police there in D.C. 
that uh, they cannot have time off. So if they were planning oh. on having a you know a weekend off or something like that, they've got to be on on call. Uh, people's organizers, people's convoy organizers, claim they don't intend to disrupt roads or bridges as the Canadian protest did. However, hmm. some of the drivers are calling for widespread blockades. Well, then, if they're not going to disrupt roads and bridges, what would they be doing? What's exactly? the point of it? What's the point at are all? they going to just drive in a circle? Are they just going to keep driving around? They're going to run out of gas. Because that's going to get expensive, right? It's one thing to sit still. If you're a big dry, you know, big rig driver and you're just sitting idling, that tank of gas is going to last for a long time because the real problem with those trucks is you're hauling weight and that yeah. takes that's what takes <laughs> the gas. Uh, the vehicle itself is very heavy, but just sitting there running your engine, that's no big deal. Uh, so going on here, Bob Bolas is one of the drivers who is calling for shutting down the Beltway. So he's saying, so the Beltway, for for listeners unfamiliar with D.C., is this loop, basically, that goes around kind of the outside outskirts of D.C., and it's just traffic hell, basically. D.C. is just a terrible place to drive, and the Beltway is one of those places. And so they're talking about shutting down the Beltway. So, again, some people are saying... Shutting down the entire thing? I mean, if you shut down, you could shut down portions of the Beltway, and it would make life very, very difficult on uh, the people living in D.C. San Antonio is like that. It's like two circles. There's 410, which is an inner circle of San Antonio, mm-hmm. and then there's 1604, which is an outer circle. And if part of 1604 was shut down, it would be havoc. I mean, it would wreck havoc. So, uh, again, some of the drivers are saying they're not going to uh, blockade. Other drivers are saying they're going to. And this is one of the things about a decentralized movement, right? Like, some people may have a completely different agenda yeah. than whoever it is that's the official face. Bolas is leading a D.C.-bound convoy of about 25 semis from Pennsylvania. He also began his route Wednesday morning, that's today, this morning, after suffering a more than two-hour delay caused by a flat tire. He has not specified how they plan to block the Beltway, but told WJLA, quote, we're not going to cause a traffic problem any more than they live with every single day. Um, Stopping in the road is going to be more. We'll see. Yeah, it definitely would be if that's what their plan is. And if they're coming from uh, from Pennsylvania and they started today, then, I mean, they can be there certainly by the first. I mean, mm-hmm. that, that That's if they take their sweet time. Pennsylvania is not a far drive from D.C. I mean, it's probably no more than, what, six hours or something like that? If that from, uh, I mean, it's it's six hours from here to Pennsylvania. So from P.A. to D.C., it's probably no, not much more than that. Biden uh, elected to extend the national emergency despite calls from 70 Republicans and the Department of Health and Human Service secretary urging him to end the declaration. They cited access to vaccine treatments and mental health impacts as reasons to let the order expire, as well as the fact that other nations have started transitioning out of pandemic restrictions. But he decided to keep it in place. Trucker Mike Landis told the L.A. Times Tuesday when asked about the People's Convict, convoy quote the fact is we have a government that tries to push us around at this moment we're living without our constitution our constitution means nothing right now it never did no it really never did i mean they ignored that thing right out the gate as soon as it's convenient to shove it aside they shoved it aside the movement has attracted more than four hundred sixty-four thousand dollars in donations which organizers say will be used to reimburse fuel and other costs Born by the participating drivers. Now I'm looking at photos here uh, that the Daily Mail included, and they're taken at the Adelanto Stadium, and there is a lot of trucks here, and a lot of uh, vehicular supporters, people with signs. This is a real thing. What's it going to lead to? Your thoughts are welcome. You can join us here, 603-283-6160. On Free Talk Live, we're bringing people to the ideas of liberty every day. 
from wrestling superstars like Glenn Jacobs. You guys really are having an impact, I believe. Like I said, uh, a lot of where I am now is due to listening to Free Talk Live. You changed my mind on some very important issues years ago. To random people tuning in on the radio. I was kind of stuck in the left-right paradigm. I heard your show by chance on a Saturday night. From there, I went on doing the Free State Project and become an amplifier. So, I mean, that's really the reason why I amp is uh, because I know that if it wasn't for you guys being on as many stations as you are, I never would have found the ideas of liberty. You can help more people hear the message of liberty by joining Free Talk Live's AMPS program on Patreon for as little as $5 a month. And you'll get access to special perks. Visit amps.freetalklive.com, amps.freetalklive.com. It's Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. The number is 603-283-6160. Coming up, we'll talk about Ukraine and the fact that, well, it's not a fact, but the, the fact is that the state is using Ukraine now as an excuse and the media as a propaganda, their propaganda arm as an excuse for why there's inflation and a other... scapegoat. Yeah, <laughs> that's the right word. Thank you, Bonnie. Uh, so there's more coming up here uh, that doesn't have to do with the Freedom Convoy, but we're still in the midst of that story with the People's Convoy on the road as we speak, heading to uh, northern Arizona, which is where our next caller is. We've got Dave on the line in Arizona. He's listening to K-Talks out of Needles, California, so right up there in the, the corner area of uh, northwest Arizona. And Dave, you say that that is the destination or your area Tonight is the destination for the People's Convoy, which left earlier today out of Adelanto mm-hmm. Stadium in California. Welcome to Free Talk Live. Hey, how you doing? Good. What's uh, What do you want to talk about? Go ahead. Well, I was driving home. I see, they, they, the convoy itself hasn't arrived there yet, but there is a gob of people there at the assembly point. Really? And for me, it's getting a little chilly. It's trying to snow, and we're like in the desert. Wow. That's not supposed to happen. Mm-hmm. But so I came home to stay warm, but you're, you know, I keep hearing like people on the radio, if it's real or if it's happening. And I just wanted to call and let you know, it is real and it is definitely happening. And it's amazing to see how many people are there in support. Tell me about this, because I'm looking here at the peoplesconvoy.org and the routes aren't real specific. It just says arrive in Kingman, Arizona Mm -hmm. for overnight stay. How do you know where they're going to be staying is it just obvious to be honest with you it was a challenge um i was listening to because media is trying to bury this but they're not going to be able to in fact yeah they're it, it's cats out of the bag today but um i was actually listening to a dan Bongino episode yesterday and one of the organizers was on the phone with him and they're keeping some of the route kind of hush hush for a minute as it goes by Hmm. in order not to have a bunch of protesters and create the mob scene, mm-hmm. you know. Um, but they were talking about how they're, they've got, they're bringing security and all kinds of stuff. But hmm. 
right now. I can't I mean, imagine that you guys are going to have a lot of, uh, just to speculate here, it's hard for me to imagine that there's going to be any significant counter-protester uh, numbers here because truckers are, by and large, well-armed and, you know, they're not afraid to defend themselves. Maybe not from California. Well, well yeah, California. Actually, Go ahead. Actually, truckers are not well-armed. Um, really? It is a felony. Oh, yeah. I drove truck. Um, I'm disabled, so I'm retired at the moment. But you cannot carry a firearm in a commercial vehicle. Oh my god! Over state lines and stuff. Seriously? I didn't know that. Yeah. So I'm. Yeah. So that's, I, that's scary. A, that's a little fallacy there. Um, Damn. In fact, I did 18 years of trucking in the oil field, and you're not allowed to carry a weapon anywhere in the oil field because most of the time, you're either on BLM land, which is Bureau of Land Management, not Black Lives Matter. <laughs> um. Now, I knew the, the drivers were regulated to death. I didn't realize they'd oh, have their, their uh, self-defense rights stripped from them, too. That's insane. Yeah. I mean, considering uh, the yeah. risks of you know, being yeah. on the road, all the dangers of potential running into... I know that. Wow. Yeah, it's, it's crazy. But no, you, you can't carry a firearm legally. Yes, they are, have a stick or whatever it takes for some self-defense. But no, they are not armed. But I will. Are they allowed you. to carry anything at all, like any kind of weapon, or is it like you can't even have uh, you can't even you have can a taser? A stick. <laughs> That's it. I'm sure you can have tasers and stuff like that. Pepper spray. Okay. What yeah. about a knife? Yeah. Can you have a blade? Yeah. Yeah. Depending on the size, there's okay. legal size limits in every state. California, okay. as you know, is very limited on sizes. Sure. Um, but yeah, so they have some protection, just no firearms. Wow. Well, I'll tell you what, the drivers in their private vehicles are not subject to those regulations. So, you know, they're going to have some backup. Um, if it depends, because when I worked on the oil field, um, if I was on a Shell or Exxon, because I used to work for a worldwide, worldwide company, mm-hmm. and I signed paperwork with Shell, Exxon, Mobile, BP, that I gave them permission to search my property. My private home. Wow, that's crazy. And my residence at any time, twenty four. I just meant the day. people, not not the drivers, but I meant the people who are backing them up, right? Like just in a regular pickup no. truck, yeah. just following the call. Oh boy. no, everybody else. See, that's what I was going to say. Here in Arizona, you know, I heard part of you talking about how New Hampshire's free back there for a few years. It's cold as heck. No, thank you. But <laughs> here in Arizona, you can carry um, concealed as well. Yeah, as long as you're an Arizona resident. And you guys have open carry there, too? Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And right now down there, there's probably more weapons there than there would be at a gun show. That's what I'm saying. There's not going to be any but, significant counter-protesters. I oh, would not worry about no. that at all. Here, no. But God knows what happens in the next state where you got gun laws. I don't know. Yeah, no, I see so what you're saying there. That's where the convoys carry in their own security, as I heard, to bomb dogs and whatnot to keep everybody protected and the crowd protected. I suspect they're going to skip right over New Mexico. <laughs> Their next night is uh, Arizona, and then they're jumping to Texas. So they're skipping through. They're, they're passing through New Mexico. Well, and there's more than one convoy. Because yes, this that's is where true. I was getting confused today trying to figure out the route. So I just finally went to the destination because where I live, in theory, they're going to drive right by the house. Nice. Um, but there's also another group assembling as we speak in Vegas and okay. to meet the same people in Golden Valley tonight and then travel from there. So you just so to clarify, you've been you've been out in the streets. Uh, you've seen yep. a lot of people gathered for the arrival oh, yeah. of this convoy. Over What's there? people? 500 people. Wow. Over 500 people at this point. When I left there about 45 minutes ago. Wow. And when I was driving to Kingman, because I thought they were going to Kingman originally, 
I was taking the, the 40 freeway at 10 o'clock in the morning, and people were lining the bridges, every bridge down the freeway with flags, American flags, and yeah. Now, are so, there a lot of truckers that are lined up, ready to join the, uh, you know, join the run and drive drive with yeah. these folks? Mm-hmm. Yeah. In fact, on that note, I stopped and talked because on the way in, I stopped at every group and socialized with a few. And I talked to a trucker who's an owner operator, whose truck is currently paid for, and he has a reefer, which refrigerator trailer mm-hmm. paid for, and your. <laughs> Uh, supply chain problem where they're blaming not enough truckers? No. This boy parked his truck two weeks ago because they dropped the rates. Oh, so really? you can't afford to drive. Yeah, so our fuel prices are going up through the roof. Thank right. you, Joe. And you're trying to pay the truckers less money. That ain't going to work. No, it's not. So why do you think things are sitting at the port? Interesting. Thank you, Joe. Dave, feel free to it's give us like a call t- tomorrow with an update. You know, I'm curious to see how this thing uh, goes. They're, they're going to stay the night there in Arizona in Kingman, yep. and they're t- taking off, I presume, tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, and if you see them go by your house or anything like that, try to take a video with your phone. Oh, yeah. Post it online. Yeah, that's a great idea. Well, I could do that. I got a video on the phone, but I don't do online. I'm what I call the digital dumb. Because we'll I don't know, you know, I don't want that flush sound. Send so, it to your nephew yeah. or somebody that can Email it to it. us. Somebody will get it. Somebody will get it. There's, if there's hundreds of people out there, somebody's going to get a video of this thing. It's, oh, it's not going to be long. Everybody has got it on there. There's yeah. people on Facebook. Um, one of the promoters of the event's already been out there for a couple hours. Um, yeah, people are bringing donations. It is crazy. Love it. The Dave, thanks. Uh, was being it, done at a pizza place. He was actually feeding everybody that shows up for free. Amazing. That's amazing. The, uh, yeah. We're going to definitely keep an eye on this. I appreciate you calling in with uh, the update from the road. And Dave, thanks for the call, man. I definitely appreciate it. And I'm sorry to hear about the truckers not being able to defend themselves. With, I uh, never guns. knew that. I, I never thought of that. I have heard that because there's some rule in uh, Texas where you can have a gun on yourself as a citizen in your own truck or right. car. Um if you go through a certain amount of counties, and I got into a conversation about that before. So, like, if you were just driving in, in your own county, mm-hmm. oh, you would would be allowed to hold a gun. But if you went through a certain amount of counties, then you're not allowed to have a gun. In unless Texas. It's, yeah, unless that it's, like, locked up. no sense. I mean, it might not be true anymore because I know they passed some gun law since I mm-hmm. moved away. But when I lived there, it was like that. The number here is 603-283-6160. You can join us here. we got open phones and anything goes here on Free Talk Live. Though We're talking about the People's Convoy. And they're about to arrive in Kingman, Arizona for the night on day number one of what's going to be an 11-day journey across the country, ending up in Washington, D.C. Your thoughts are welcome. Talk Live. Phones are open here. The number is 603-283-6160. You can bring up anything that's on your mind. Joining you in the studio tonight, you've got Ian. And Bonnie. And Nikki. Don't forget, you can join us online over at freetalklive.com. We have feeds to which you can subscribe to the show. If you have a podcast client, you want to receive the episodes of Free Talk Live as they are released you can get those over at feeds.freetalklive.com. So you can get the link to the full podcast, which has both the full episodes and the digests, which digests are like a 20 or 30 minute version 
of the full episodes, which are two hours. Uh, if you take all the commercials and the news breaks out of a three-hour radio show, you get two hours of actual uh, talk content. And so you get that every single night if you're on our podcast feed. Go to feeds.freetalklive.com and you get the links there to our RSS feeds and plug those right into your favorite podcast clients. That's feeds.freetalklive.com. We're talking about the people's convoy which is in day number one right now kicking off in california uh they're going to stay the night in kingman arizona and apparently the crowd waiting for them in kingman according to our last caller is already several hundred strong he said he estimated 500 people are waiting at the destination tonight and there were according to this article at the daily mail that we've been sharing with you at today when it started at adelanto stadium in california there were what are described as a couple of dozen trucks and then dozens more vehicles that were there, just regular folks driving their car or their their just normal truck. Did it say how many people supporting? I didn't see an estimate uh, on the number of people, but looking at the photographs here, there's one photo in particular of a large crowd standing around uh, watching a man on a stage give uh, some sort of a speech prior to the the launch, and there's definitely at least a few hundred people in this photo, and it it obviously doesn't show the whole crowd, so I'm going to guess there were probably at least 500 that were at this particular gathering today. So we're already talking about possibly well over a thousand people that are supportive. Uh, maybe not all of them are going to, to drive, but again, it's just day number one. So we're going to continue with your thoughts. Major Payne is on the line. You're on Free Talk Live in Michigan. Uh, you, you guys know that uh, in Washington, there where they're expecting all these jamokes to show up. They've already called out the National Guard. They yeah. have, yeah. They which, estimated uh, seven hundred National Guard have been activated uh, for Washington D.C. at this point, and I suspect that if this thing gathers the kind of momentum that the organizers are hoping that it does in the next eleven days, that you're likely going to see well more than seven hundred National Guardsmen in the streets of D.C. Yeah, but they didn't do it when they knew this January 6th thing so they could call the Great Walker Rebellion an insurrection. <laughs> right. I mean, this is ridiculous. But uh, you know what the what the Mounties did up in Canada there and in, in Quebec? Um, you mean trampling people? They ran over the old lady and her rascal and whatnot with their horses and whatnot? Yeah, they mm-hmm. did. Yep, there's video of that. Yep, yep. So I'm thinking some of these truckers ought to be hauling horse trailers. Maybe we need our own damn cavalry. <laughs> That's an idea. Yeah, and I got another quickie for you. I Go don't know ahead. if you guys have heard this. Some guy wrote a book. Actually, I got two. Some guy wrote a book that claims that uh, Justin Trudeau is, uh, well, not Noriega, the guy from Cuba. Castro's Castro. son. Yeah. Castro's illegitimate kid. Yeah, and there, evidently there's pictures. I don't know if they're both teenagers or if it's a father and son thing, but the, the resemblance is remarkable. It's it's and really Mama went, Mama went on. to Cuba in like seventy seventy one, and might have could have come home with a little Justin. Daddy went to Cuba too. So that's the thing. Apparently, both his mom and his fake dad, uh, the other Trudeau, went to Cuba. At the same time, and word is that they're swingers. So it wasn't as though that his mom was cheating. She was probably doing it with him sitting in the room. 
Ugh. That makes well, it so much better. This, this this wouldn't be the first time that an illegitimate bastard has been put on the throne of some varying country. Not that it would matter. <laughs> going I mean, on throughout history. It, right? it really wouldn't matter if he was legitimate. Yeah. He'd still be a scumbag either way. You They're all it. illegitimate. Yeah. It's just funny because the resemblance with him and Castro is spot on. But the funnier part is how little he looks like Philip Trudeau. He just His quote unquote isn't that dad. person's. Yeah. Yeah son not at all close. not even close uh so you want to weigh in here you're welcome to join us the number 603-283-6160 uh just again more about the uh, the uh, the people's convoy there's really not much more to the story here at the i mean they keep on just rambling in the, the daily news about background and what happened in canada and and that sort of thing uh here's one of the, the one of the organizers or one of the the outspoken drivers bob bolus said that his uh, convoy will make stops in Harrisburg and Baltimore before I before arriving in DC. His group plans to block DC roadways but has not expressed how they'll do so. Quote, "We're not going to camp there. Let me put it that way. We're not camping on the beltway. We're going to have our voices heard and let them understand this is only the tip of the iceberg." So I don't know what he's hinting at, but it sounds like they have a plan, and it sounds very intriguing. I just think it's uh, nerve-wracking for all other Americans who don't want us to be put under, you know, martial law or whatever. He also said he is keeping his convoy out of D.C., arguing that he believes Maryland and Virginia will follow due process more than the nation's capital. Hmm. That's an interesting uh, approach. He noted... At that point, I'm just like, why not just send them to all the states that have vaccine passports right now? What could be more egregious than that? I mean, the governor of Virginia isn't in control of the national emergency declaration. Yeah, so exactly. And that, isn't that the whole point of going to D.C.? Yeah. But I'm wondering you guys' opinion on this. What do you think would be more effective? A bunch of different protests at state capitals or one huge one at D.C.? Yeah, I think a bunch of different protests at state capitals would be better because, for one thing, it'd be decentralized. They can just send all the National Guard to, to one, one place. place. And for another thing, um, you'd have it'd be more of like a local statement. Like the governor would be like, "Oh crap, they're in front of my governor's mansion." Instead, well, he didn't of, you like know, it when we were in front of his house, and we yeah. had a, a relatively small group of people by comparison to what you know. We just had a few vehicles and uh, up to seventy, I think, people at one point, or and seventy said, or eighty people. They said they blocked us from being able to get out of our driveway, which is which not is true. A lie. Um, but yeah, we were talking about this a few weeks ago, or maybe a week ago, because there was ideas that, or there was like rumors that it was going to go to new york city and i was saying why not albany albany is smaller the mm-hmm. roads are horrible and it's the capital and it's the capital yeah this is america you took our freedom oh sorry B- bolus said he noted his convoy has been in contact with the california convoy he says we've had dialogue we've had conference calls we're all on the same page we're all for one thing freedom and rights he said this is america you took our freedom you took our rights he says you gave it to the illegals oh what? man uh you took our freedom okay, and our rights i was oh never mind can't go into it he goes on and then he says you gave it to the black lives matter protesters to burn buildings and not get prosecuted the laws don't apply to them now i mean he's not wrong that they the government gang definitely handled the black lives matter situation in a totally different fashion than at least in canada they handled the the freedom convoy yeah and i think that the reason for that was that the 
anger was towards the police or kind of at first it was towards the police and it kind of got um, misplaced to white people in general during Mm the MLM or BLM protests. Um, Like I I went to the Black Lives Matter, a Black Lives Matter protest in San Antonio because I I don't remember where I saw this. Some meme or something was going around that was saying there was going to be an anti-police protest in San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I was like, oh, hell yeah. And I went there and it just wasn't really, nobody was focused on that. It was, it was just all about like Black Lives Matter, which it's not like I don't think Black Lives Matter, but I was there more for, I my sign was about uh, get rid of the police. Right. Keep the police accountable, um, etc. But I forgot where I was going. Anyways. That's all right. Uh, they uh, they definitely did behave differently, though. I I did go to some Black Lives oh. Matter events here in in New Hampshire. I as remember well. what I was going to say. So the focus was on either the police or like some idea of white people, and now the focus is on straight at the government with the mandates. That's so true. That's why it's more scary to the government now. Good point. The People's Convoy traveling from California is expected to arrive in D.C. in early March, which some say could disrupt traffic around the Capitol ahead of Biden's State of the Union address. Others have expressed concern the convoy could result in a recreation of the January 6th Capitol insurrection. There it is, Bonnie. As you you predicted, they're going to be trotting that thing out again and again. Capitol Hill staffers were sent a memo warning, quote, the potential impacts of truck convoys may be coinciding with the State of the Union address to Congress and extend through mid-March. Senate staff in D.C. and state offices should anticipate these convoys may cause higher than normal traffic volumes and possible transportation disruptions on and around roadways in D.C., along with various roadways throughout the country. So they are definitely expecting uh, some serious attendance on this, and they're bringing out hundreds of National Guard troops. They're saying hundreds of uh, hundreds more D.C. Police Department goons will be on hand, and we will continue here. Your calls and thoughts are welcome. Coming up, we'll get into uh, Ukraine and more. All of it coming up here in Hour 3. You can join us, 603-283-6160. It's Free Talk Live. Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. You can bring up what you want here. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. Kicking off the third hour with you in the studio tonight. It's Ian. It's Bonnie. And Nikki. So... We could keep talking about the People's Convoy, but there are other things in the news worthy of discussion. Of course, Ukraine is on a lot of people's minds, especially those who do not want to see a, a World War III happen. Hmm. Uh, and those who do want to see World War III happen, like the weapons manufacturers and yeah. all the military-industrial complex-connected uh, industries and corporate goons, those people. They definitely want to see this happen. Uh, the, uh, presumably, a lot of the troops would like to not die in another pointless foreign war, but some of them, you know, want the excuse to go and kill people. So there's going to be two different sides to this, as there usually is uh, the anti-war and the pro-war side. And the media, of course, is all in on this thing. The media it has been whipping up the war fervor for the last several weeks regarding uh, Ukraine, and now finally they have their moment uh, the news just a few days, just a couple of days ago, was that uh, Vladimir Putin announced that he is going to be moving troops and has moved troops at this point into the Donbass region of Ukraine, which is the two most eastern, I don't know, you states or whatever you want to call them. They're now they have considered themselves independent 
nations. They declared independence back in 2014. Now, of course, people claim that the elections that they had or the votes that they had were not legitimate and so on and so forth. But they are saying that they were. And Putin is saying those were legitimate votes. And so, therefore, Putin is recognizing these two areas of Ukraine as not Ukraine. So from Putin's perspective, he's not actually invading Ukraine. He's going in to provide, quote unquote, peacekeeping forces to help keep the peace in these former areas of Ukraine. Of course, Ukraine believes that they are still Ukraine. The people of the uh, the government goons in Ukraine think that they never left. So it's that's sort of the politics of what's been going on out there, as 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 I understand it thus far. But now, of course, Joe Biden has been, uh, you know, again, trying to rattle the saber as much as possible and talk tough about going up against, quote unquote, toe to toe uh, with Putin. Thankfully, in his speech yesterday, he did not say that they were going to be bringing troops into those areas of Ukraine at this point. That said, no, he just put sanctions on Russia. Correct. Yeah, he said his response is going to be to sanction uh, Russia. However, there is news today that the U.S. is deploying forces in response to Putin's moves in Ukraine. Now, they're not deploying them into the Donbass region, but they are going to be deploying them into various bordering areas. So there is definitely going to be a troop buildup. Um, we could get into some of those details, but I thought one of the more interesting aspects of this was, Bonnie, the story that you have, a straight-up propaganda piece from CBS News about why it is that prices are rising in the United States. It's all because of Ukraine, apparently. All this inflation and uh, you know supply chain issues, they're literally trying to blame this on Russia moving into U- uh, Ukraine. And yeah. so you've got that story. CBS News tweeted, The U.S. economy has been hit with increased gas prices, inflation, and supply chain issues due to the Ukraine crisis. The, UK- the Ukraine crisis happened two years ago? <laughs> <laughs> right. I don't know why this would fool anyone. Do you have the full story, Bonnie, on this? Yes. That, that's not the actual headline. The headline is how the Ukraine crisis is already hitting Americans' wallets. Right. So tell me more. Although many Americans may prefer that the U.S. stay out of the conflict between Russia and Ukraine, the brewing violence and political fallout are already hurting their wallets. The price of oil, which has been rising over the past year, so they admit that it's been rising over the past year. Right, which has nothing to do with Ukraine. Hit an eight-year high this week as traders reacted to geopolitical tensions. Gas prices are likely to surge even further if the hostilities escalate or if U.S. lawmakers pass another round of sanctions, according to experts, which is true. That that part's true. I'm sure that... um, Well, because some amount of gas does come out of Russia. Yeah, and maybe this week it went up, it spiked a little more because people are afraid Russia is not going to do business with the United States and then maybe gas gas prices will go up. But as they said, it's been doing nothing but going up for the past year. It's not all due to Russia. They're just trying to use it as a scapegoat. The economic impact could also move beyond the gas pump, Wall Street analysts warn. Sanctions or export controls against Russia could make current semiconductor shortages even worse, while restrictions on wheat or metals could drive the fiercest bout of inflation in decades to climb even higher. 
Now, I'm not an expert on global manufacturing or anything like that, but you don't see made in Russia very often on mm. electronic equipment. Yeah. Uh, I don't think I've ever seen that. Most of it's made in China. So the better stuff generally is made in Japan. You might see, you know, made in Singapore or Taiwan or something like that. But you don't see made in Moscow or made in Russia or Siberia or anything like that. So I don't understand how the Russian, uh, you know, look, I'm against sanctions. Let's let's make that clear. Sanctions are, in my opinion, an act of war and they are an act against the people of Russia. Not they don't really do that much to the the elites. The elites are still going to be fat and happy. The people are the ones that are going to suffer here. But I'm pretty sure they're not making like automotive computer chips in Russia. Well, Tell me if I'm wrong about that, though. It's 603-283-6160. Well, I think the dumbest part about that sentence is where they say um, that shortages, um, sorry, restrictions on wheat or metals could drive the fiercest bout of inflation in decades to climb even higher because that's not <laughs> what inflation is. No, and that's typical of the mainstream media. They, they either do not actually know what inflation is. Or they are actively lying and they're you know pretending like I go it's something with else. Actively lying. Well, and like in public schools, that's what they teach them that Correct. inflation is. Nobody know. I don't want to say nobody, but that's what we're taught in public schools, right? That's what I tend to disagree with you on this one, Bonnie. I think they really don't know. Well, I I didn't even learn about inflation in public school. Doesn't yeah, actually, me. that's true. But um, what, my friend is an economy major, and that's what she was taught in college. That in wow. inflation is an increase in prices? Yeah. Yeah, it's not. And it's, she was like, no. No, it's not. But, in, inflation, for listeners, we always have to you know, repeat ourselves on this because there's always new people tuning in. Inflation is an increase in the money supply. That's what inflation is. Prices tend to go upward in reaction to an increase in the money supply. But the increase in the money supply has nothing to do with Ukraine. Mm-mm. And never has had anything to do with Ukraine. It has also has nothing to do-, to do with sanctions. Even though sanctions nope. are a bad thing, sanctions can make things more expensive than you in the that's United States. That's right, and that's what they're saying here. But that's not what they're that they're not using the right words. Mm. So yeah, the price of metal could go up because of sanctions, because the supply is limited. Because of that, the price of wheat they're saying here could go up, but that's not what they're saying. They're claiming that it's they're going to blame the sanctions. They're going to blame these restrictions on the inflation that people are suffering in the United States. And no, the the blame for inflation lies strictly with the Federal Reserve and the U.S. federal government, mm. and it doesn't go any further than that. There's no that like right now the people in the federal government are trying to blame the corporations for it too. I don't know if you've heard any of these statements from like oh yeah, Pelosi. it's corporate greed. Yeah, that's yeah. the new narrative. Yeah. Prior to this article, the narrative was oh these corporations are making all this money and they're raising their prices. And for no. some reason, I always vote to give them favors. Yeah, sure. Bailouts. There's that too. Too big to fail. Uh, go ahead, Bonnie. Is there more to this story? Says Russia is a major exporter of crude oil, according or accounting for about 12% of the world's supply. Any disruption in those exports is likely to drive prices at the pump higher for consumers, experts said. Quote, if Russia makes a run on Ukraine, we could see oil prices over $100 a barrel next week, said Patrick Dehan, head of petroleum analysis at Gas Buddy, adding that average gas prices across the U.S. are likely to hit $4 a gallon in the weeks or months to come. I don't think I've ever paid more than $4 a gallon. I don't think I've ever hit, like, I've seen more than three ninety nine. Have you? I feel like I, I have. I feel like there have was you? back in um, 
like the early days of Obama, I remember my parents like yeah. freaking out about really? the gas prices. There was this crazy. Yeah, it was over four dollars. Yeah. Okay, it must have been pretty brief because I don't remember any kind of sustained. $4 a gallon. There's more coming up. That may be coming in our future, though. 603-283-6160. You can join us here. More on Ukraine coming up. Free Talk Live. Phone's open here. You can join us. Uh, the number is 603-283-6160. Mainstream media is already rolling out a new narrative about inflation. They're saying, oh, it's It's Ukraine. It's the Russian invasion, and, and, well, the U.S. government has to put sanctions on Russia, so that's why, that's why you're going to have higher gas prices. That's why you're going to be paying more for everything. It's all because of the, it's, it's, it's all because of Putin. That's what they're actually saying here When at in doubt, blame Russia. It's convenient, and it's total BS, but we'll continue with uh, your calls and thoughts. They're welcome about whatever's on your mind. We're going to go back to the phones and to the fun. But first, I do want to let you know about Fork Fest, which is coming up in a few months away from it's about four months out uh, at this point. You can mark your calendar for June 27th through July 3rd. It is the week after the Porcupine Freedom Festival, which is almost sold out, by the way. So if you haven't gotten your tickets to the Porcupine Freedom Festival yet, you ought to do that real soon. The campground itself is sold out already for the Porcupine Freedom Festival. But Fork Fest comes up the week afterwards, and it's a more, much more laid back. The attendance is lower. Uh, maybe Fork Fest will have record attendance this year, too. I don't know. Don't expect to see a sellout but it is definitely like you know, kind of like the after party uh, after the Porcupine Freedom Festival. It is decentralized, so there's no tickets to Fork Fest. You just get your campsite or your RV site or your motel room with Rogers Campground in the beautiful White Mountains of New Hampshire, June 27th through July 3rd. And there's no better place to celebrate Independence Day than around other freedom-loving activists here in New Hampshire. We talked earlier about the New Hampshire community of freedom lovers here and the activist community here. It's unmatched. There's nothing even close to it. You're not going to get anything like this in Texas or in Florida or anywhere else on the planet. So come experience what it's like to be around like-minded people and uh, also, again, celebrate Independence Day with us. Free Talk Live will be at both the Porcupine Freedom Festival and at Fork Fest. So we'll look forward to seeing you at either or both of those events. You can learn more about Fork Fest at the unofficial website, forkfest.party. That's forkfest.party. And again, it's a decentralized event. There's no official anything for Fork Fest. So if you want to see something happen, you should create that thing. Or just sit back and relax in the woods with some other freedom lovers on June 27th through July 3rd. Forkfest.party. Let's go to your phone calls and thoughts. Olivia is calling us, uh, listening in Arizona. You're on Free Talk Live, Olivia. Hey, I had a question. Uh, well, for Nikki primarily, but also for Bonnie, I'd like her to weigh in. I had brought up something called menstrual extraction before on a, on a previous show. What was it? Yeah, I remember Sorry. that. I couldn't hear what she said. Brought up something called what? Um, hang on, just a second. Let me make sure my phone. Um, something called menstrual extraction. Ventral extraction. Menstrual extraction. Oh. Okay. Yeah, and um, if you don't know what that is, um, it's basically where <laughs> it's a little device made with a, a jar and some aquarium like like tubing that was i think invented in the 1970s where 
um, a women's group can help you extract your like all your menstrual blood in one day so that you don't have a period hmm. uh, for a whole week. And it's also used in like really early stage abortions. Like if you don't even know, you can just get it all extracted and not worry about it. So I was wondering if Nikki had looked that up and what Bonnie might think about that. Because I don't know, I'm really interested in like anarchy, anarchist healthcare. Yeah, actually, after you brought it up on the show last time uh, you called in, I definitely did look that up. I I don't know enough about it to be able to indefinitely say like whether it is a good idea or not. I I do a lot of work with women in like hormonal healing and hormone balancing with like menstruation and you know whatever, but I just tend to think that it's something that shouldn't be messed with. Like, I don't really believe in using like tampons or anything like that. I just think that those types of things kind of can mess with our natural hormonal balance and pH balance. Mm. So I just, I, I don't have any experience with it, so I can't necessarily say, but I, I personally don't think like based on what I know about women's reproduction, I don't necessarily think that it would be I mean I wouldn't recommend it to my clients let's just put it that way hmm. but um I'd be interested in learning more about it like but the what, idea is to speed up the uh the menstrual cycle somehow or, or yeah. reject all the blood no. all at once is that the idea Yeah you so basically the lining slowly falls off and mm-hmm. what you do is you just vacuum suck it through a little tiny tube you just suck it out all at once so that you're not cramping for a whole week it's just gone and do you know people who've tried this, or is this just something you've found on the internet and other people are saying it's good, but you don't know anyone in personal, like, real life who can say they've tried it? Yeah, I would love to meet someone who's actually done this. It was done in California, like, before abortion was legal. Um, but I haven't personally met anyone. I just have read about groups that do this. I'm interested in it for the same reason you are, Olivia, because, like, if there are no hospitals in the near future or no hospitals welcoming to anarchists um maybe if it is a safe way to have an abortion that's kind of interesting but just for like every single month to have my period i'm with nikki i think it's kind of scary to mess with nature in that way like just suck it all out it's kind of scary to me yeah i think um for an abortion it would make sense um and i don't know I, i tried to look into it but i don't know specifically exactly how this process works and i kind of came across like different methods of it hmm but um, I think as far as like having a lighter and less crampy and painful period goes, it's mainly about hormone balancing. So like eating a clean diet, resting while you're menstruating and focusing more on like inner healing rather than like this outside method to kind of speed up the process or mm. um, whichever. I-, I just believe that our bodies are intelligent and intentional in what they're doing. So I try to, as a rule of thumb, just like try to not mess with things Olivia, as much as possible. Thanks for the call tonight. Appreciate hearing from you. Uh, let's continue here. Sarah is on the line in New Mexico. Sarah, you're on Free Talk Live. Go ahead. Um. Yes, I just wanted to mention about the Ukraine. Is that yeah. okay? Now they say that our U.S. inflation is because the Russia, but that's a lie. That's a yeah, lie. But the, Wait, what did she ask? Yeah, I mean, I could see that. I mean, I think that U.S. is the this is the way they respond so that we cut off trade 
punishing Russia, but you know what? You're being punished along with them because we we need gas, all this other stuff from Russia. That's right. Okay, right, so then who is the one that's abusing um, Russia? It's it's uh, it's the U.S. capitalists. The and then it gives them an excuse to extort money out of raising all the prices and blame somebody else. No, no she, she's completely right, except the fact that she calls the government capitalists. Capitalist, yeah, yeah I was just wondering what that has to do with capitalism. She just thinks that our government is capitalist, which is insane. And no, the government is statist. The government is a corporatist environment, and the sanctions hurt the average person because business people in the marketplace are prohibited from doing business with Russian businesses. And that hurts people. That hurts the average person. It hurts the poor person. It hurts the lower class because prices go up. And that's and if you've got a business or a small business and you had clients in Russia or you had a, a manufacturer in Russia, well, if they haven't cut it off yet, they are going too soon. I understand the early sanctions are targeting, supposedly just targeting Russian officials and things like that, but eventually they're going to go further with this, I suspect. Thank you, Sarah, for the call tonight. Uh, the number here is 603-283-6160. We'll continue. You can share your thoughts. Free Talk Live. It is Free Talk Live. Phones open. You can join us here. Bring up whatever's on your mind. The number is 603-283-6160. That's 603-283-6160. We're talking about the latest media propaganda here, trying to run interference for the state. Because so, people know inflation is real. They can feel it. I think your dad just posted a, a photograph today of an oh what was it an eleven dollar watermelon? Yeah. Oh my gosh! How big was this watermelon? <laughs> it wasn't a large watermelon. It was actually like not even. It was like a medium sized watermelon, and it said eleven dollars. My dad said seven uh, percent inflation. My ass. Now it's probably out of season, so you are probably getting a watermelon yeah. from like. Peru or something like that. There probably there's some costs. In yeah, but it. I just but, got two honeydew melons for five dollars at the <sighs> store, and then we're in New Hampshire. Like it doesn't get more out of season than New Hampshire in the winter. Yeah, and they're in Alabama, so, so they're closer. I mean, there's Peru. no doubt. Yeah. <laughs> Prices are up. People know it. Uh, oh. they're, they're feeling it not just at the gas pump, but also at the grocery store. Uh, Wasn't it a four dollar uh, gallon of milk my dad sent me the other day too? Four fifty, I think. Yeah, four wow. four fifty. It was crazy. It was like four hundred one. I haven't bought milk in a long time, so I, I don't know yeah, what don't a current know, the current but... price of milk is. But uh, and milk is also subsidized as well, so it's like hard to really know what the real mm. price of uh, milk is because there's like a federal subsidy I think involved in that. But people know the prices of things are going up. Prices of cars are up like crazy. Uh, used cars are up. It's just nuts. There's so much that's you know energy costs. You Houses name it. Are up. Houses are up. Uh, all of this stuff is happening because of inflation, which is an increase in the money supply. But the mainstream media here, CBS News, is saying, oh, no, 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 it's Ukraine. It's Russia's fault. And now, well, Biden has to put sanctions on. So you can blame them, uh, you know, blame uh, Russia, because if it wasn't for Putin, then there wouldn't be sanctions. So it's all Putin's fault, even though Biden could just not do anything about it even though biden could just say oh hey this is none of our business we don't have to be involved over yeah, there biden could choose to recognize those two states as independent since they voted for independence themselves 
That's wouldn't true. be like the United States, though, to mind their own business. No. They have to. They have to save the world, you know. Because democracy yeah. and freedom, right? So, the, and even Biden said the other day in his speech, he said something about, "Oh yeah, well we got to be honest. Uh, the prices may go up as a result of gas prices may go up." He said. So, what else, uh, Bonnie? Did you want to share from this story? It says a key factor in how hard the conflict hits the economy will be how Russia responds to the U.S. sanctions that President Biden outlined Tuesday afternoon. Mr. Biden moved to cut off two Russian banks and the state's sovereign debt from Western financing, while individuals will also be targeted. The individuals are going to be government persons. Hmm. Russia could retaliate by halting oil and natural gas exports, Dahan said. That would put pressure on gasoline and natural gas prices in the U.S., which have already spiked this year. Mm-hmm. And it said earlier it was like 12% of the oil of the yeah. world comes from uh, Russia. Comes from Russia, yep. Quote, the world economy does depend on global energy. How does the world sanction or yeah, how does the world sanction Russia's economy without Russia saying, quote, we're going to take the next step for you and not export any more energy? He asked. I, I think it's Trump. Well, Russia. Will, I mean, uh, sorry, Biden saying that Russia will still export energy just to the people who aren't sanctioning them. So China, uh, you know, in uh, what are the other states? Uh, Venezuela, of course. Mm-hmm. Uh, the uh, the uh, Iran, these places are not going to put sanctions on Russia, so they'll still be able to export oil. Just not as much. Biden as says, usual. if Russia's economy is going down the tubes, they're going to take the global economy with it. Biden said that. Who's who said that? Yeah, it was. Oh wait, was it Dehan? Sorry, I can't okay. see if it's the guy that uh, was from. It, it just started a random quote. It was talking about the guy DeHaan, but then it talked about Biden, and there's a quote. Hmm. Sorry. The White House is considering another release from the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, the Washington Mm. Post reported Tuesday, and U.S. officials are planning to divert more natural gas to Europe. So the Strategic Petroleum Reserve, as I understand it, is a U.S. government uh, gas or oil or whatever reserve that they can just release into the economy to keep prices down basically Hmm. it's sort of like a temporary stopgap measure i don't know how long it would last if they had to keep tapping it because you know there's restrictions on on oil drilling in the united states so like they can't just keep on going back to the reserve as i understand it although oil is russia's most important export Both Russia and Ukraine are also large agricultural suppliers, sending wheat, rye, barley, and other grains to Central Asia and the Middle East. Disruptions in commodities could uh, send global food prices higher, putting pressure on U.S. consumers. And hurting the poor more than than anybody else. So whenever prices go up on food, rich people can absorb it. It's no big deal. But a poor person barely making uh, making ends meet, that's going to be tough. Yep, you need to buy food to survive. Or join the military. They'll feed you. Right. Free education. Mm -hmm. Russia also produces just under half of the world's palladium and smaller portions of platinum and nickel, key elements in complex microchips that are used in everything from electrical meters to sophisticated BMWs. Mm, Okay, so that's where they were saying earlier that this could cause an issue with the microchips. Uh, possibly not being as available, putting a, an even further crunch on supply chains. That's the reason is because the the actual metals. Thing. So they're not manufacturing the chips in Russia, but they're doing the mining of the key elements that actually go into these chips. 
So I get where that's coming from. But once again, most of these things are manufactured in China and there's not going to be a sanction on China trading with trading with their next door neighbor, Russia. So, I mean, I think a lot of that palladium and stuff is still going to make it to the manufacturers. Nonetheless, prices are going to go up because of sanctions. Well, we've already kind of been seeing this. Because there's been a computer chip shortage already. Yes. Yeah. So. They're saying it would be worse. And as I understand it, the reason why that shortage happened is because Chinese manufacturing shut down completely for some amount of time, quote unquote, due to COVID. Hmm. And so the factories were just offline for a period of time. And so they fell behind in whatever they were producing. And now that they're back online, they still can't get the product to the U.S. because the, the truckers aren't there uh, to actually move it from the the ports and move it to wherever it is that 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 it needs to go there's just not enough uh drivers and as our caller earlier pointed out one of the reasons for that is because they're not paying them enough so they're just like screw yeah, it i'll not stay paying home them enough for the price of oil yeah um it, they actually they actually do kind of see that point here uh nikki they say to be sure supply chain snags have plagued u.s consumers since nearly the start of the coronavirus pandemic leading to f- uh, long waits for goods like cars electronics and furniture and pushing up their prices. So they didn't say that because of inflation, because the United States is printing more money, but they uh, do kind of say, oh, it's not all Russia. Um, but experts point to rising tensions as a factor that could worsen these longstanding issues. So I That's don't know. That's true. It could. I just think that the main point of this whole story is to make people not realize the root of inflation and now they have a new thing to point at instead of the united states government yeah i agree with that it basically just goes on even though it's the u.s government gang who's at fault here for the sanctions in the first place Mm -hmm. so they are correct that sanctions are going to cause economic harm to the people of the united states because it's always the people who pay the price for this the people of Russia will suffer the sanctions. The people of the United States will suffer from the sanctions. And once again, yeah, they're going to target the supposed individuals in the government. That's just tough talk. It's not going to stop those. Like, Vladimir Putin is not going to, like, all of a sudden starve because the U.S. government puts sanctions on him. Hmm. He's Kim Jong-un has been under sanctions for the entire time that he's been running, uh, quote-unquote, running North Korea. And he is still very, very fat and very, very happy by comparison to, you know, what the U.S. government would have you believe. He's not going to all of a sudden quit his job. And yeah, the same thing's not. true of, <laughs> of Putin. Oh, and here's another uh, fellation of the U.S. government. They say, while prices spiked during the coronavirus pandemic, consumers were able to weather the shock thanks to enhanced unemployment benefits, <laughs> federal simula- stimulus payments, and tax credits from the U.S. government. That's the inflation right there. Yeah. They had to print trillions of dollars oh, in order to do that. Oh, but they gave us $1,200. Yeah. Whoopee. <laughs> if you bought Bitcoin with it, though, you're pretty happy now. Uh, more coming up here in moments. You can join us on Free Talk Live. Yeah! Free Talk Live. Phones are open here. You can join the show. The number is 603-283-6160. 
at 603-283-6160. In the studio tonight, it's Ian. It's Bonnie and Nikki. You can join us online anytime you want. Head over to freetalklive.com. We are streaming, by the way, on Odyssey. We had some difficulty last night. There were, I think they were upgrading the Odyssey live streaming server. So if you didn't get to watch us on Odyssey last night, it's an unusual circumstance that we're not there. Um, but we are back there tonight. And uh, we're there every single night for the most part without some sort of freak occurrence because Odyssey is the best video streaming platform out there. It's the best video platform, period, because it is based on library, which is a protocol. Now, the difference between a platform and a protocol is very important. A protocol is just a communication method. It's a technical set of specifications between whoever wants to use it. Mm -hmm. So anyone can adopt a protocol. There's no sensor aspect there's no uh you know third party that can say thou cannot do this with a protocol anybody who can download the uh, information can uh, put it on their server they can they can do this thing so https which you see in front of all the websites you go to stands the, the p in there is protocol file transfer protocol mm. there's all these different protocols on the internet uh, people don't really understand what that is we don't have to get into the technical aspects but the protocol is what lies underneath the platform and the platform in this case is called Odyssey. It uses a library protocol, and library is an uncensorable media sharing protocol. We've been uploading our video archives to library for years here on Free Talk Live. And so while Odyssey can technically choose to not show you a thing, so they have a rule against pornography on Odyssey, but there aren't that many other rules as far as the content that you can put on Odyssey. Library itself... You could upload porn to library and there's no one that can tell you you can't do it. There's no one who can take it down. There's nothing that can be done about it unless you decide you want to delete it for some reason. Uh, But again, Odyssey can still set their rules for their platform. But the thing they're based on, the library protocol, is completely uncensorable. So we really like Odyssey. It's definitely the most free speech platform of them all out there. And you can go to video.freetalklive.com. You'll find our video archives there that go back for years. And every single night we are streaming live on that platform as well. So check it out at video.freetalklive.com. Let's go to Turd Ferguson calling us from Pennsylvania. You're on Free Talk Live. Yeah, hey, guys. So the reason why I'm calling is because um, I wanted to talk about the Russia-Ukraine attention diversion uh, that the politicians and bureaucrats are using right now. I called the show, I think, a few weeks ago about something similar. But... um, as you know, the politicians uh, and Dr. Fauci, his lackeys, and all the other bureaucrats are blowing massive amounts of copium right now to cope with the fact that their precious little um, pandemic is ending, or their first one anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, they know right now, as long as these trucker protests are going on, uh, and as long as 70% of Western society supports them and only 30% supports their authoritarianism, they know based on that data. And I mean, if you followed American politics for any amount of time, you know that these politicians, especially Democrats, live and die by their data sheets. So as wait, long wait, as they, hold on, they, Turd. Where did you hear the 70% of people supports the, the, uh, the convoys? Uh, I, saw that, I saw that data point earlier today. Uh, it was polling. I believe that was from... That might actually might have been a Fox News poll. Uh, okay. All right. Okay. So yeah. So anyway, um, they know as long as the that, that data exists, there will be not another pandemic. So they are trying to divert the attention away from the truckers right now with this Russia Ukraine nonsense, 
uh, for as long as they can, hopefully a few weeks up to a month, so that they so that when we come back from all this, they'll be able to start in with our new H5N1 pandemic, which they're currently working with the media to try to blow up into something that it is. And let me mm. just give you a few of these fear-mongering headlines real quick. This is from Healthline from yesterday. Avian flu outbreak in the U.S. What you need to know right now. Here's one from the Jerusalem, here's one from the Jerusalem Post. North American bird flu outbreak continues to spread. Here's one from 4 News in New York. Mm. Dangerous bird flu found in flock in long home island residents, prompting major response. And on and on and on. Here's one from Reuters. Uh, U.S. detects highly lethal bird flu in Tyson Foods chickens. I mean, the fear-mongering, they're just pumping it out right mm-hmm. now for this H5N1. And so wait a minute. You're sure, saying that the, the Ukraine situation, you believe, is to distract people from the bird flu? Or? No, distract people from... No, from the protests. From the protest. And then once we come back from that and everybody's forgotten about it, in will come the new pandemic. Mm. Rest assured. Mm. So do you not think that uh, this Ukraine situation could escalate that? Don't you think that that's ultimately what Biden wants to do is to create a new conflict that they can dump, you know, another trillion dollars into or whatever? That that might be a bonus for them, but I think they like their pandemics better. I I, I mean I think that I think they'll go. I, I think they want that because they always like like their Lockheed Martin buddies to mm-hmm. to get lots of money. But the, none of these ridiculous foreign wars that we've been into have given them the amount of power that this pandemic has. I so agree. if you want to compare sure. if you want to compare the precious overseas wars, which they love, I'm not going to lie, compared to this last right. pandemic. They will take the pandemic six ways to Sunday. I guarantee. Yeah. Yeah, that's definitely true. I actually completely forgot, Turd, that you had brought up that they were saying, oh, the H5N1 is the next big thing. I, I looked up headlines. And I was like, oh, yep, it looks like that's what they're pushing. And then I mm. forgot that happened at all because the convoys started happening and then the Ukraine th- started happening. So it makes sense to me that they couldn't push it enough right now to where the mass a mass amount of people would want to lock down. But mm. of course not. They want some kind of a distraction, and then once people are done being distracted, when they talk about H5N1 again, then they'll forget all about the convoy. Is this something that people can even supposedly get, or or what? Is this like a bird thing? It's, it, it's lethal to, to some people, but I mean, this is even, this is way less, I mean, if you want to talk about the way this spread. So coronavirus actually had spread. These other SARS viruses and these other flus we've dealt with before, None of them have spread. I mean, they're, they're deadly to a very small amount of people. H5N1 is just H1. It's just the new H1N1, you know? Mm-hmm. It's, it, yeah. So it's, it's being blown up into this thing that it's not so we can have another two- to three-year pandemic. Mm-hmm. All right, Turd. Thanks for the call tonight. Definitely appreciate hearing from you. I mean, if they can do both at the same time, they will, right? Like, if they can – now they know how to run a pandemic thing and scare everybody and get all kinds of obedience from the people. Now, maybe there's a few people that aren't going to put up with it this time around – uh, that maybe hopefully learned their lesson. They, you know, got a couple vaccines and got sick and or saw people getting sick and decided they didn't want to lose more of their freedoms or whatever. Maybe there's been some people who've changed their minds. Maybe the obedience factor will be slightly down. But I don't think it'll be way down. But they can't, maybe they just can't roll it out the same exact time as the convoys are going on. Because there's enough people riled up like, yeah, you know what? I, I don't want to uh, lock up. And I've been thinking that, but now I see a lot of people agree with me, you know. Yeah, that could be. So they, they're timing. just like, dang it. Yeah. Uh, these convoys are going on at the same time we were going to release the 
H5N1. Unless, of course, the convoys are indeed a federal plot and an Ow. excuse to create a uh, an even tighter police state and roll out even more restrictions on people. I'm afraid that that might be it. But I would be really surprised. Well, nothing can surprise me at this point. But will people really fall for this twice? I mean, there are so many people that, like, by this point, they have woken up to all mm-hmm. of the coronavirus nonsense. Mm-hmm. So if they're going to roll out this H5N1... Are people really going to Is fall it going to work it? again? The same playbook. I doubt it. I, I think it could. I just, I know so many people who just, you know, put on a mask to go to the hospital There's or whatever. There's still people they have who to will go. not take the mask off today. Yeah. Well, um, dang, I forgot. Even though oh, they're yeah. not mandated. Uh, my reasoning for thinking that the Canadian convoy was not just some kind of fed plot is just the fact that, um... It went on for so long, like getting so much. I mean, that was so much talk they in, for in the way of peace and and, yeah. um, you know, freedom. There was so much like it was such a good uh, commercial for Bitcoin, peace, freedom and yeah. love. And it just seems like it couldn't be if it was a Fed plot. I feel like they'd have taken it down really fast. And look how you can't even protest good here. Points. I, I don't think the Canadian one was. I mm-hmm. think the U.S. one might be. Mm-hmm. I'm I still. Agree. Undecided. The jury's out on that one. But yeah. I think the Canadian one was absolutely authentic. Yeah, mm-hmm. and it did seem to start in a very grassroots manner. Yeah. There wasn't this sort of website that you go yeah. to to register. Yeah. It seems like, like the U.S. ones are just kind of like copycatting and like piggybacking off well, of yeah. it. Yeah. Which is, and that's, there's nothing wrong with that. But it also yeah. seems way more organized. It seems and forced. It, yeah, and it seems question. It seems... It just doesn't pass the sniff test and to like me, the guy, I guess, is what I'm trying yeah. to say. The guy we watched the video of at the beginning, and when I said there yeah. was like red flags for me not trusting him, for one thing is like, it seems like he wants notoriety for this. Well, he is like, a politician. At the yeah. very least, even if this is legit, he's definitely doing this for the notoriety. I didn't even know the, uh, the names of the organizers that got arrested until they got arrested in Canada. Like It's not like they were like right. going and making appearances. And- well, they were. Actually, they were. They were having uh, press conferences, but they weren't inviting the mainstream media to their press conferences, which nice. was pretty cool. So they were doing live streams of them. Uh, out of time for tonight. Back tomorrow. You can join us online between now and then over on our website over at freetalklive.com. Don't forget to join our social media site where you have way more freedom to speak at social.freetalklive.com.